another episode of Three in the Key Pod. Uh, as always, I'm Shane's here, along with my good buddy Brendan. Brendan, say hi to everyone. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another week of uh, Three in the Key. Can't wait to talk about what's been going on. Yeah, super happy to be back on the pod. It's obviously been a crazy week. Uh, you know, the last week in the NBA, along with just <laughs> everything going on. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure you've been busy at work, Bren, and, you know, just, just excited that uh, summer's here. Yeah, it's been beautiful out. Um, definitely enjoying the later sunsets and uh, just hitting the parks, but... Um, it's really been a, also a beautiful time to enjoy the NBA. You know, the, uh, the, the final four are here and, um, it's great to be able to get outside and, uh, you know, see, watch, watch some games with some friends. Have you been, yeah. uh, have you been enjoying the, the weather at all? Yeah. Been enjoying the weather. We, um, you know, my, my fiance and I are, uh, packing, we're we're going to Montana uh, this weekend. We leave at six a.m. on Saturday, and uh, are going to be gone for two weeks. So I will I will be off the pod because uh, I'll be in the uh, the wilderness of Montana, and you know, staying in uh, Glacier National Park, and super excited. My future brother in law is getting married out there, so. Uh, very excited. Hopefully, get to watch some NBA games, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. You you might be um, irrecognizable at the end of that. Are you going to be watching any of the games? Do do is it confirmed that there that there's some uh, visibility there? It's not confirmed. We didn't even we like I don't know, and haven't haven't really asked about TV. The the positive is like you know uh, I is one of uh one of four or and uh her two brothers well one of them is huge into basketball and he's a big nba fan and then uh my future father-in-law also follows so where there's a will there's a way and you know shout out to uh ricky mcmahon you know big listener of the pod where there's a will there's a way i'm confident in you all um if you need any help let me know Worst case scenario, we do a little FaceTime just at the bar. I have the game on. Yeah. You know, yeah. There are worse things. Yeah, there are definitely worse things. Uh, we'll figure it out. But, yeah, really looking forward to decompressing, spending time with family, and, you know, just get to enjoy the great outdoors. Uh, well, we, all good things to come. Um, well, speaking of where there's a will, there's a way. Uh, there are a few coaching openings. And I'm thinking, how much will do you have? Which teams do you want to coach? There are, are currently seven vacancies, right? Is that is that where, where we're at right now? Yes, seven vacancies. Uh, it's, you know, it's pretty fascinating to see some teams. Some of the teams you expected to have openings because they're known as the undesirables and uh, others kind of a shock. Weren't expecting some coaches to step down. Some were let go, but some stepped down. Yeah. Um, step down, let go. I feel like it's always mutual in some way, like according to the, the 
press. Um, these these are some teams. I mean, it, it, looking at looking at who has um, uh, coaching openings. If if I were a desirable coach, this this would be um this would be a tough choice. Uh, is there anything that stands out to you, like a team that you'd either like or dislike? Yeah, just for the listeners, just to give them a rundown of what the teams are, and then we'll go through it. But you know, just starting alphabetical order, uh, Boston Celtics. You know. Just to recap, Brad Stevens uh, got promoted to president of basketball operations and Danny Ainge quit. So Brad Stevens left his coach and now is overseeing who the new coach will be and who the new GM will be. So that's interesting. Dallas Mavericks, uh, Rick Carlisle said he's done with Dallas. Doesn't mean he's done coaching in the NBA. So he's a possibility to end up somewhere else. Indiana Pacers uh, fired their rookie head coach Nate. I you know I'm not going to learn his last name. If he gets Bjork, a second Bjorkin. job, Bjorkin, Bjork. Uh, then the Pelicans SVG uh, Stan Van Gundy flew to uh, too close to the sun. He's gone. He uh, they mutually departed, but he was canned. Orlando Magic. Uh, forgot who their coach was, but they were a dumpster fire last year. Trailblazers let go of Terry Stotts and uh, the Wizards fired Scott Brooks. And there's a difference between letting go and firing. Letting go, Terry Stotts had like, you know, he was there since Dame's rookie year. He was there almost 10 years. He had a over 500 winning percentage. Scott Brooks was straight canned, Stan Van Gundy canned, yeah, uh, and the list goes on. But, Brennan, what do, what do you think in terms of, as we say, least desirable? What uh, what are you thinking in terms of what team would you not want to coach? I really like the distinction between canned <laughs> and mutually departing ways. Um, it, it feels like more and more are we mutually departing ways, like, quote-unquote, but um, there, there are still some big time uh, firings. So love that. Um, yeah, I mean, looking at these, it is kind of funny to think of like who who would I least want to coach of these teams? What would I consider just a dumpster fire coaching option in, in a league where coaches last like a year? I mean, I, they must average like two years. It, it, it's not really long at all. Um, like to coach the Washington Wizards. Um, Why? Yeah. So they have Westbrook right now, Beal, um, as their stars, of course. Those are those are fun stars to coach, or at least you know watch. Um, I, I feel like otherwise on their roster, people that I remember I can think of are like. Like Hachimura, um, you know, was was coming on actually towards the end of the season playoffs. Like he he looked pretty good, but he's no star. Um, and then I think Thomas Bryant, who was hurt last year, but um, you know looked looked good. Uh, it's a dumpster fire because that that team's got some bad juju around it right now. And if you take that job, you're the scapegoat for whatever happens. And that's and th- there's something's gonna happen. 
like they're gonna trade Beal. Um, the same old like hating on Westbrook just because people do that is gonna happen. Someone may get hurt, whatever. They're gonna underperform, and the fall guy is the coach. So to me, that just seems like where you start off a career where you're just just taking the one year paycheck and you're out. You know, I, I I'll take it. I'll take it. What ten million dollar? Ten ten million? Sure. So, uh, I don't know. Who's your least desirable? Where, where are you at? So, um, definitely understand what you're saying with uh, the Wizards. I think that they they have a possibility uh, to get a little bit better. But, you know, just to look at that, they also have the 15th tech this year. But my number one least desirable is the Orlando Magic. Uh you know, they have, they're almost cursed. They were the 14th uh, in, they were 14th in the East last year. They were 21 and 51. Jonathan Isaac, they signed to an extension. Andy Torres ACL. Markel Fultz, they signed to an extension. <laughs> Torres ACL. Uh, their building blocks are Cole Anthony, who actually played well at the end of the year, and Wendell Carter, who he's been in the league like four years. He's intriguing, but, like, no one really knows what he's going to be. And then the positives are they do have the fifth and the eighth pick this year um, in the draft. So, you know, there is an argument to move up. I I just feel like uh, there's too many moving parts. Like, they don't have a star, and that's why I, I, I like the Wizards a little bit better than them. Well, uh... I mean, uh, I can definitely, I can understand that because Orlando was my second um, <laughs> desirable team. Yeah, we flip flopped. I'm on them than you are. Um, I don't think I heard a single negative of anything you said. This all sounded exactly how winning teams are built. You said Jonathan Isaac, right? Who like has a high ceiling, could be really good, has a torn ACL, going to come back next year. From my understanding, um, same exact thing with Fultz. So awesome! Your young players. I'm pretty sure nowadays they just put robot knees in these guys because they come back and jump higher. Um, and you're gonna toss in the the perfect timing because two of your best players got hurt. Now you get good draft picks on top of a, a heating up Cole Anthony a heating up Wendell Carter and a fifth and an eighth pick in the draft. I mean, what else could you ask for? Orlando magic to the moon right now to the moon, but coaching them, you know, with the two year timeline you have to make the playoffs and like win a championship. If they actually do well, I, um, I still put them second on my list just because it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a dumpster fire. At the, really um convince you of my 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 future my actual more more desirable picks but um is your second um the wizards yeah of course it's you know there there are two uh two basement dwellers out of the teams that we gave and and it's magic have at least 37 million dollars in like cap space for um for next year Mm-hmm. And uh, the Wizards have negative nine. And that, <laughs> oh. 
So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, because the, yeah. the Magic not only have all this going for them, but they can just toss in a piece. You know, not even this year. If you if you can create a culture like I always I love the example of the Nets with like Spencer Dimity and Karis LeVert. Like you create a culture that can make it to the playoffs without like anyone that good, and then um, people want to come. The Magic, uh, no one's going to come, but maybe they can just create a winning culture. Yeah, I. They have like players on their team that you're like, okay, like you know, let's kind of see, but. I don't know yet. I I think both of these teams there's a consensus between both of us that they're the they're the worst two and least desirable. Yeah. It, you're going to be a rookie head coach or you're going to be a coach that flamed out and needs a redemption song and they're going to flame out again. Stan Van Gundy should go back to uh Orlando. Orlando. Or or the Wizards. Him and Westbrook would be funny. I I I would be I I'm finding it difficult to think of Stanley Gundy getting a job. Oh like, yeah, no, it's over. <laughs> it's over. It, it should have been over after the Pistons, I and don't... then they're like, oh hey, uh, David Griffin's like, hey, uh, you know, I have a good re- reputation in the NBA. Know what Zion needs? He needs Stan Van Gundy, who hasn't been good since he took uh, Dwight Howard and Hito Turkoglu to the finals. Yeah, which is way too long ago. Um, all right, well, let's get on to our uh, more desirable teams. What, what's getting lukewarm for you? Ooh, like, you know, dip my little toesies into uh, into the jacuzzi. Um, the, see, the team that, you know, I would say lukewarm about is uh, Indiana Pacers. So they got $15 million in salary cap. Um, which is something to say they, which isn't much. That's like a little bit over a mid-level exception, like maybe two players, but they have some nice pieces. I know you're a huge Mal- Malcolm Brogdon fan. Um, you you always buy stock in him. I like him. TJ Warren will be coming back from injury. I really like him. Sabonis is, I don't think he didn't make all NBA, but like, he made the all-star team again. He He's a really nice player. Miles Turner will probably get traded. He's trade bait, but nice player. And then Karis LeVert. So they got they have some pieces there. It's not like that. That's a team that could knock on the playoffs. You know, they made the playing game this year with injuries. Like someone could come in there. A coach could come in there and make them overachieve. They would be fun to watch. It depends on who they get. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I think it, it does depend who they, they get. I mean, they had some high hopes. Always love Malcolm Brogdon. You could not wa- you cannot not love Malcolm Brogdon if you watch him play. Um, but I, I'm, I'm actually they're, they're uh, not in this spot on my list. So um, as much as, you know, I, I feel like, I agree with a lot of what you said. We got Malcolm Brogdon, Karis LeVert, Sabonis. Um, you know, I think they can make a little little bit of a, a splash by, like, uh, mixing it up a little bit. Um, they, they've been known to do that, too. So, I feel like they, they, have, they have some opportunity. Um, I I put I put the Celtics here for me. So, they're, they're um, less desirable to me than the Pacers. Because 
dismay. Okay. High expectations with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And yet, I don't think, I, I still don't quite see. We'll see what happens if anything changes, but they're, they're not that much better around them, if at all better, where they're going to be able to improve on their underwhelming season that they went 500. Uh, it's another season where you get hired. Brad Stevens is going to coach from the office. You got that. Um, the same like Knicks with uh, um, who who is it from the Bulls? Uh, Eddie Curry. <laughs> Knicks with Eddie Curry, just underwhelming. Underwhelming. So um, Celtics. I'm going Celtics than Pacers. As uh, I'd rather the Pacers in, the, in my next two options of these teams. Do you have the uh, the Celtics any higher? I do. Um, you're looking. You're looking tight at that. I I have I have I have them higher. I do have them higher towards you know and like we can we can bounce around on this pod, which is nice. I have them as my third team. So in terms of if we're doing the power ranking or whatever, least desirable, I guess we'll start number one magic being least. So I would say that they are my, they're my fifth team, the Celtics and you have them as your third team and I have the Pacers. So Celtics 7.9 mil in cap. Um, you know, they, they have 7.9 mil in cap. Um, and they still have Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Uh, there, there's some studs. Those guys with the right coach, and it seems like Brad Stevens, you know, maybe thinks that he can build a better team than Danny Ainge did. You know, they got rid of Kemba. Um, they brought in Moses Brown, who could help, and they brought back Al Horf- Horford. So I know you're rolling your eyes, Brendan, but. Al Horford could, uh, you know, he could be the mentor that this team needs. Get rid of Kemba. You clear up some cap room, and uh, we'll see. But I, I, I think, I think the Celtics are a destination. Um, I mean, you kind of nailed it. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I think great to get rid of Kemba. Um, and you know, Harford's okay. Tatum's amazing. I, I think this is just another one of those setups. And I guess I'm, I'm just maybe uh, I've attacked this like exercise a little bit in a way where um, I'm a little negative about the the role, right? Like, like I guess I'm excited to get to a few of the the teams I want to coach because the Celtics are another team you're, you're set up to fail. Brad Stevens is going to be the coach. He's the coach for behind the coach, which is always going to be the problem with the media in Boston. And um, I, I don't know. I, I don't see them making enough of a leap next year. Uh, you you need to be a guaranteed two years at least for for me to take that role. I think you know getting getting for canned after the first year is like too clear. They, they need, they're going to need a scapegoat, and it's not going to be Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. No, it's not. The thing that is interesting about this team, and let me just 
like, you know, humor me for a second. What do you think? Can Marcus Smart be a point guard? I think Marcus Smart can be uh, even possibly a championship point guard, yeah. So, so they get, you know, they're like, would say, um, they're like the sneaky athlete, like you know, in, in at the end of the bench, or whatever, like could break out or you know just shoot from half court. Like my cousin Tim playing basketball looked like a really good player. I actually don't even know where I'm going with that one, but the <laughs> uh, Celtics are a wild card. We'll see. Marcus Smart at point guard would be uh, would be kind of a nice addition. Yeah, and actually, you know what? Um, another thing I, I, I kind of forgot a little bit about, but like they, they just got Moses Brown. Not that he's like this superb like NBA center starter, but I think he he can contribute and like be like he's a twenty one guy. Yeah, high upside. They they still kept Robert Williams, right? And then they have Al Horford as like a veteran presence and that, Tristan Thompson. Yeah, so I, I mean, I don't, I'm not high on Tristan Thompson. No, but, I agree. Um, th- this is a, this is like a young team that if they do get to sign someone or make a move, right? I think, um, you know, there's a chance that they they can wheel and deal a little bit. Um, they 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 can make me a little exciting. I, I like that you started with Marcus Smart as a point guard because I think that that's key to this team looking a little more um, attractive. Yeah. Little optimistic, uh, you know. He's a great defender, and and maybe he just needs, you know, he's a peacock, and you got to let him fly. <laughs> so, all right, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Where here. where are we at with teams that are a little little more desirable for you? We're we're getting towards the top, right? We're, so we're, yeah, yeah, a little bit more desirable. So you know, this is the team that I have. Um, I think the Celtics are more desirable than this team. I have the Trailblazers. So Trailblazers kind of don't know who they are. Um, They're good. They kind of underachieved, but they overpaid for some people. And and it's just, it's kind of a mess. Like somebody has to go. It's kind of like Ben Simmons with the 76ers. Like something has to go. And and a trade that I've heard – would be Robert Covington and CJ McCollum for Ben Simmons. And if you're the trailblazers, do you make that? So let's just do GM quick. Brendan, you make that trade. If I'm the trailblazers, no way in hell do I make that trade. Ben (laughs) Simmons is like, I would rather Robert Covington. I don't know if I would trade Robert Covington for Ben Simmons. (laughs) Are you kidding? (laughs) Is it a joke? Like, are you kidding me? I think Robert Covington is just as good as Ben Simmons. Like, like, it, 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 no, I, I'm not doing that trade. Yeah. Uh, great response. Just wanted to see what you thought. Um, so back Trailblazers, uh, you know they they have 2.4 million in uh, in cap space, so their team is stuck. Like they either have to run it back again with the team that, you know, got eliminated or I don't know, like they, they have Dame who's making, who's on the super max, who makes 30, 39.3 million a year. CJ's at 30.8 mil a year. Then Roko at 12.9 Nurkic at 12 
Norman Powell at 11, Derek Jones Jr. at 9.7. And then it's just three guys, Anthony Simons, Nasir Little, and C.J. Ellaby, all on rookie deals. Oh, I'm all in on the Trailblazers. <laughs> I think I would, I would, I think they might be my most attractive team of all of these. I, I think I would take the Trailblazers. I'm buying in as being the coach of the Trailblazers. You come in, you have a transcendent star in Dame. Then you have these pieces around him that you know you don't have to do that much work from my, my from my perspective, right? Like. You come in, and all you have to do is motivate them a little differently. Um, get them a little, put them in a little better positioning. Almost make them think less. You know, I would, I would actually just let them ball a little more and, and let them, you know, play, maybe play some simple ball. Um, they, they have some talent, and I, as I actually already let me know, like, I'm a fan of Roko. I think Nurkic, like, yeah, he, he, is capable of being much better. He's shown glimpses of it. So I feel like um, maybe with just a little different motivation, these guys want to win. They have the experience. And I think they can, they can um, run it back, as you said, just with a different coach. Uh, that, that's a, that's a coach, coaching position that's very attractive to me um, as a prospective um, future NBA coach. Yeah. They have to make one move, one big trade this offseason because it depends on how much they like Zach Collins. He's a restricted free agent who is 23, who hasn't really lived up to the hype, and he's got $7 million qualifying offer. So they they kind of have to figure that out, and they only have $2 million in cap. So yeah. either Rocco or Norman Powell or Derek Jones Jr. or CJ has got to go. I would say those guys more likely to go than CJ, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think Derek Jones Jr. would be the one. Uh, yeah. Nor- Norman Powell was a great get. I think he fits the team very well. Um, is-, is Mello involved in what you're looking at, too? No, he's a, um, he's a free agent. So they could bring him back. He made 1.6. Also... Sorry, this kind of needs to be brought up on the pod. Did you see the mellow news this week while we talk about him quick? Which one? So Carmelo Anthony's wife, Lala, uh, you know, we're also a gossip, um, NBA gossip podcast too. Uh, Mello's wife filed for divorce, like officially to like, you know, get rid of Mello. So apparently during the pandemic, Mello had a, um, had an affair and he had a girlfriend who got pregnant with twins. So he flew her to London to give birth there. So his kids have uh, dual citizenship, but also to hide from Lala. But then the girl, the woman contacted Lala. So then she proceeded with the divorce. Uh, I did not see that. That is shocking. I mean, uh, you know. Guy likes to put uh, fill up the scoreboard on and off the court. Oh, well, you know, the dedication to the game <laughs> is respected. <laughs> um, and, you know, on and off the court, although he never really had the dedication on the court, um, well, that, that, that could mirror that. If we were to go back to 
the the, the coaching option. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, I'm definitely I'm definitely high on the Blazers, but mm-hmm. if we're gonna go backtracking for me, because now I've exposed my my number one team, um, I'm going to now now that just a recap, Washington for me, then the Magic. Celtics, Pacers, my more desirable, so third most desirable team is the Mavericks. Because I'm taking Luka Doncic and the wildness that is the Dallas Mavericks right now. Because Luka is one of those guys that, you know, if if you're if you're gonna be the coach, I mean he he's just one of the, the guys that you want to coach. Like he 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 can win whole series by himself, which is just unheard of, like, it, or elite. It's an elite characteristic. Um, I'm, I'm jumping on him with the Trailblazers being my number, my number one. But really, just the, just him. I have no, no other real reason. Um, we'd have to trade Chris F. Porzingis. Like, getting, trading Chris F. is part of the gig. So, um, I like that. I, I have the um, I have the uh... Celtics in this spot, you know, we kind of went through that roster. Um, but in your you know, third, we, third highest, yeah, they're my third highest. Nice. Um, buying on Tatum, yeah, buying Tatum, Brown, Marcus Smart, kind of see where we go. So, who, um, who do you have as oh, I see list. Okay, so yeah, to go in on the Mavericks and like, you know. Obviously, we've been bouncing around all over. We, we we'll we'll format this a little bit better next time. But uh, Mavericks are my number one. So Mavericks have forty point seven million dollars in cap space. They have a transcendent superstar in Luca. Uh, you know, he's a little bit of a diva. Did clearly forced Rick Carlisle out. There's rumors that he might um, the assistant coach uh, Jamal Mosley might be the new coach there because Luca likes him and they want to keep Luca happy. I'm fine with that. Uh, I I like this team. I think that they, they just need to get another star, maybe a John Collins. Maybe John Collins leaves the Hawks. Maybe he's been playing great with the Hawks and he's a good fit there, but they got to figure out um, they, need a, they need another star because KP just can't stay healthy. Josh Richardson, which is hilarious. He has a uh, player option for 11.6 mil, and he's going to pick that up because I would pick that up. Josh Richardson's stealing that money. Uh, but in terms of like players on this team, Dorian Finney-Smith's a nice complimentary guy. Um, maybe they bring back J.J. Redick if he's healthy. We'll see. He's kind of at the end of his career. They just need a couple of um, – young guys on this team to to flesh it out. They don't have a first round pick this year, but there's a lot of upside and with Luca you can uh and that amount of cap space you can you could build a contender. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean well, well said. Um I do want to just give a quick uh highlight to the Dorian Finney Smith comment because you know he's someone that I was not high on and then I swear he just you know when he toasted Rudy Gobert Oh. That that was when I was like, wow, he he he's an NBA player. He's gonna find a role. He he can play. He's former Gator. Loved watching him in college. 
Uh, yeah. yeah, and he baptized Gobert. <laughs> it he was really, amazing. It was really, it was like a, it wasn't like a one moment thing. Like he really took him to the, took him to the ram. Yeah. yeah. Just said like, you know, stifle tower this. Um, <laughs> and what I really like about our list though, Brennan, like people have said that we agree too much, but uh, who do you got in number two spot? My second most desirable team um, is the Pelicans. So, same here. Right, right behind the Trailblazers, um, because the Pelicans, you have some stars, right? You have Ingram, who I think is um, just a very like moldable player. He he can do a lot. Um, he's already there, but he, he's going to get much better. And then um, obviously Zion, which you have a low bar um, with, with how badly they did last year with Stan Van Gundy. Uh, that's, that's a nice place to be as a coach, right? Like with, with two all-star caliber players and a low bar. So um, I don't know. I would just let Zion do Zion things and let Ingram, you know, play naturally right off Zion. It, it seems like a pretty easy coaching situation for me. Yeah, they they also have the tenth overall pick this year, which is nice. They really should have made the playing game and really underachieved um, with Zion taking a big leap up. The thing is, you know, Brendan, if you're the GM, what do you do with Lonzo Ball? You bring him back or let him go? Well, I'd have to see if there's any like interest from better players. But, He's restricted, uh, restricted free agent. Yeah, no, no. I, I'm, I'm thinking like, are the, are the, is there like whispered interest, right? Like, I feel like there's some back channels in the NBA, of course, where that you can like kind of figure out if, if a player is interested in coming to your team. Um, I, I, I it, it's crazy that this happened, but like, I, if <laughs> I think someone that would fit them pretty well would be like, would be like a Drew Holiday, uh, a Chris Paul, of course, but like, um, both players that have you know, had been on the team. Um, I, they, they could use definitely some shakeup. Um, I, I don't think Adams is necessarily the best fit at center either. Um, if they can like swing a Lopez from, um, well, either, but really like Brooke Lopez from Milwaukee, you know, stretch, stretch center Zion is a power forward, like, like monster, if Ingram is a, like a power forward, small forward, and then if you can, you know, um, uh, um, point guard who just has a good handle on the ball and like can game manage, um, that's a, I think that's a great lineup. So it's it's only some small changes around there. Like uh, I, don't, I don't think they need Lonzo though. I guess going back to the original question, they don't need Lonzo, but he he fits. I think I think that they like him, um, and I think. You know, if he's not too much, I would bring him back. But I don't view him as this, like, like all-NBA player, which maybe some teams would. What, 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 do, you, what do you think about Lonzo? I feel like that, that's a that's, – he's a hot topic, but I, I don't know. I, I don't think he's, like, this transcendent player. I think he's a pass-first point guard with good size. And he got better – he played well with Zion – that's the only reason I bring it up. Like they actually were a good fit together. Um, I'm curious. He's going to be a popular free agent. 
I don't know what his ceiling is. I think it's crazy because you wouldn't have thought when he was drafted number two, but I think he's a Sean Livingston, which Sean Livingston um, had a pretty good uh, career after the uh, knee injury. But so I, I think like that's kind of like he's a starter, but like as he gets older, like is he really a starter? I don't know. We'll see. Um, next year will be a big prove it year for him, but he's going to get paid. And, you know, back to the Pelicans, they're stuck with Eric Bledsoe for at least another year until he gets a uh, dead cap hit of um, he has a dead cap hit of 18.1 million next year. So they have to keep him unless someone will take it. And then the next year he gets 19.3 million, but uh, it's a dead cap hit of 3.9. So they'll probably cut him, but they have him and Steven Adams. Um, which is a little tough, but that team's fun. Pelicans are going to be, they have promise, a lot of promise on that team. Nikhail Walker, Alexander, Kyra Lewis, Jackson Hayes, Zion, Brandon. Yeah, actually, you know, that that actually like points out that their point guard um, question might just be on the roster. I don't think they have to spend the money on Lonzo. They, They might have to spend it somewhere else though. Like, like, I think I do think Kyra Lewis, Nikhil Alexander Walker are both, um, you know, similar enough players, like replacement level players, that if they could spend that money elsewhere of what Lonzo might call on the free market, and then if they can somehow, you know, do something with Stephen Adams, there, there, there's a there's a lot of room there just based off of the talent of going back to like Brandon Ingram and um, and our and our boy. Yeah, and if David Griffin hits a home run with the 10th overall pick, you're looking at a dangerous team with a bunch of young guns. You know, and maybe we don't think that Bloodsoe and Steven Adams are that bad because they won't have to do as much, and it's kind of nice to have some vets like that on a squad. Yeah, I mean, um, what what better example than the Hawks this year of what a young team yes. that hasn't accomplished much but have talent can do like that. They, they're, they're really, I mean, it, they're as much as I, I, I'm not, I mean, on the record, not a Trey young fan. Like I, I do think that he, he's, they're playing great. The whole team is just playing so well. Um, Trey young. I, I underestimated his leader that that's what I underestimated. I don't know if his talent is a, but um, he's a leader. They love him. He, he's like, running after each one of them after they fall or pick him up. He, he's always in their face defending the other, te- like his other player, like teammates. Um, I mean, that, that's me. I didn't see, I didn't know. I didn't know. About that. Yeah. He's that dude. He's kind of, he's getting a lot of Isaiah Thomas uh, comparisons and not Isaiah Thomas who played in the Celtics, the guy who played for the <laughs> Pistons and ruined the Knicks. But uh, I digress, but yeah, it's, it will be interesting to see, and maybe maybe the Pelicans will shock the world next year. But, uh, yeah, they are both our uh, number two, you know, like, pick or, or our sixth. Yeah, our sixth less. And, and uh, you know, we don't need to go into a coaching carousel because we'll let the experts figure that out. But it will be interesting to see where everyone lands and if the Pelicans' job and the Mavericks jobs are the two most desirable. Yeah, I mean, um, 
I, I actually got a little interested right there in our conversation about the like the Hawks too, thinking about the playoffs. But um, I guess I, before I jump into that, because I, I do want to get into the, a little bit of the playoff matchups. Any last comments on um, even just coaching? Any any hot takes? Who, who's going to grab a spot or, or where? Any any moves? I I know it seems like far fetched, but. I kind of – I see Rick Carlisle going to either the Blazers or I could see him going to the Pelicans. And I think he's the best coach out there right now. So he can kind of, like, pick where he wants to go. And, like, he just dealt with all of Luca's prima donna stuff, so maybe he doesn't want to deal with a young superstar and go – coach dame who he knows is a dog and like coach him rather than coach zion but it'll be interesting i i think uh i'm kind of curious to see where he goes what about you love it no i think that that's great um i, I could see him going to the trailblazers because that, that's my favorite that's that would be where i would go and i think carlisle is you know one of the most uh if if not the most um attractive coaches so uh Always interesting to see, but uh, lots of lots of changes coming to the NBA next year, and um, you know, always good to set it up. But um, we're 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 getting towards the end here. If we're gonna look at the playoffs, let's just take a, a quick look. We have only four teams left. What what um, we, we started on the Hawks, right? So you got the Hawks playing against Giannis and the Bucks. Who who's taking this series? And why? So, um, you know, to go with that, I, I think the Bucks are going to win, but I think it's just going to be based on talent. And the Hawks, like, are a young team, and they just knocked out of giant. Like, they beat Joel Embiid and and the Sixers, and like in a tough seven game series and, and have grinded it out and Trey Young's proved himself. And I think the Hawks are just going to keep getting better. And this is the beginning of something special there. But I, I think that the bucks in, uh, in five. What about, I, uh, I like that take. I mean, both teams um, have surprised me. Definitely. Um, you know, I, I love that too, because they, they've, stepped up and you know been healthy and um i i think the bucks are going to take it six i I do think that the hawks take two um they are they're they're they've gained my respect it's a team where uh you know they have depth they have experience um they have youth and they're able to just mix it all up um but i do think the bucks uh gained even more respect with that dog fight with the Nets oh, and unbelievable, um, yeah, I mean Durant, the the uh, the the level that Kevin Durant was playing at, um, you know, <laughs> they, they 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 you don't lose when you're playing that that good. Uh, I actually I remember there was like a minute and maybe seven seconds to go in the in Game Seven, and the Bucks were up by four. And I, I turned to Rona and I was like, hey, I'm 
so excited because I this game. <laughs> and it was it was like like I knew I knew it was gonna happen. And um and and Kevin Durant wearing that size uh fourteen shoe, his his if he was wearing a thirteen <laughs> I mean the, the the Nets would have won that that pretty amazing. Um, so I mean, love basketball. Like, look, that's why we watch it, right? That that was great. Yeah. But I think the Bucks came out of that a stronger team. They made some mistakes in that series, and they won. And I, I, I just from my experience, I guess, from playing and from just watching them, um, I, I would think that they'd be able to, you know, learn from those mistakes in a lucky fashion, where they still were able to move on and might might appreciate that and. Um, you know, just make a run, run for the championship. I, I think they, they have a good chance at, at winning it all. Yeah, uh, totally agree. You know, they're gutty team. And it really, I do think Nate McMillan's a better coach than Buddenholzer. So we'll kind of see if Coach Bud can just hold on and let let Giannis take the wheel. Um, but uh, on to uh, the Clippers and Suns. How are you feeling about that series? All right. I've got a series of questions for you about this series. Here we go. First, who do you think is more impactful of a loss, Kawhi Leonard or Chris Paul, for their respective teams? Great question because both have played well without them. But I I would say Kawhi was a bigger loss just because um, – and these guys have filled in really well. Like Terrence Mann has broken out for the Clippers. Uh, Marcus Morris has stepped up. Reggie Jackson's getting more looks. Like guys are, are really taking their chance to shine. But I uh, – I think Kawhi, Kawhi, two-time um, NBA champion, two-time, you know, finals MVP. So I would say that that is a bigger loss. Nothing against Chris Paul, but Cameron Payne's playing great in his absence. And Devin Booker took another step up. And DeAndre Ayton's playing great. I mean, I, I, that's why I thought it was a great question. I couldn't write, quite tell. Love how we somehow ended up leaning on um, Terrence Mann, and Cameron Payne. Um, if you said that at the beginning of the season, that would have been a joke of a sentence. Um, now, you already touched on one of these players, but who is, or maybe actually two of them, um, who is the breakout player of the playoffs left right now out of the four teams? Um, to name a few, just to think of, you know, we have, Terrence Mann, Mikhail Bridges, Booker, Aiden. Do we have Cameron Payne? Nicholas Batum, even? What are you looking for in your breakout player of the playoff? No, uh, no disrespect to anyone you named, but Trey Young. Trey Young, you know, he he essentially became and he, he he became like the bane of this playoffs and not Desmond Bane, but he, he was born in the dark. He 
took over, became the villain of the garden. He started off with the Knicks. You and I were furious. He he legitimately took over and spanked the Knicks. Then he goes into Philly, rips their throats out. Even when he's not shooting well, he's passing, he's doing everything, and he's just being a leader, as you touched on before. So I would say this is the coming out party of Trey Young. What what are your thoughts? Complete complete respect to, to Trey Young. Definitely um uh turned me around. Um I mean this is why I put the questions together, right? I uh I, I, I was having a tough time thinking about it. Um I'll deflect next time. All right, who won the Rajon Rondo? Lou Williams trade when Rondo went to the Clippers and Lou Williams went to the Hawks. Both teams still in the playoffs. Both players playing a veteran bench role. Who won that trade? Oh, great. Great, great point. I think I just give the slight edge to Lou Williams because he had a few more moments than uh, Trey Young in terms of, like, big moments in fourth quarters and stuff. I mean, more than, sorry, Rajon Rondo. Like, it's he's playoff Rondo for a reason. But, like, he, you know, Lou Williams shook the uh, – everyone said he disappeared in the playoffs for, like, every single year except this year. So I feel like Lou Williams really needed it more than – Rondo's an established playoff vet. So I'll give it to uh, – it helped round out the Hawks too. Like they already had vets on the Clippers and like strong locker room guys. Like Lou Williams really helped mentor Trey Young. So I'm going to give it to the Hawks. Love the take. So happy that both those players are still Mm -hmm. um, contributing to playoff teams. I I don't necessarily care for Roger Rondo at all, but um, still fun to watch them both. Kind of need um, Chris Paul back. Because him and Rondo's feud is just incredible. We need that now. We do need that now. That is what the world needs. <laughs> and in the Western Conference Finals, it would be the first time that they, they've met in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. So, um, go, would be a bloodbath. Last question, and maybe the easiest question, do what you will with it. Who is better? Rajon Rondo or Ben Simmons and why? <laughs> that was a good question and very mean. The uh, Ben Simmons is a better player. He's a six ten point guard. Rajon Rondo is an old man. But uh yeah, Ben Simmons will find a team and he probably has to go to a bad team to kind of be the guy and maybe get his confidence back. But he needs to get out of uh, Philadelphia. And uh, I don't know, like, we'll see. But that's a great question. One quick question I'm firing right back at you. Um, Which is so out of these four players, no one probably would have guessed that these were the four that would have a chance at that. Maybe one of them at the title, but. Chris, uh, Devin Booker, 
Trey Young, Giannis, and Paul George. Which one do you think has uh, has the best chance of winning MVP of the finals? Is it this year? Yes, this year. Who knows if any of those guys get back? All right. I'll say that the – I think I'm I'm feeling pretty confident. Um, I'd go Devin Booker because I think that they have the best – and he is the most showy, like, you know, he could have the best – the best team. I, I so I, I mean I I can see the Suns winning right, and I can see Devin Booker like huge scoring outputs in the final with Chris Paul obviously being the leader. But I I don't know I I can see Devin Booker doing enough to actually get the the Finals MVP. I don't know that that's a great question though. I like it. They they're all capable of it. Um, who 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 do you take it? I kind of I want to see Paul George if they can get there, and uh, you know just to to end this segment in terms of who do I think is going to win, I'm going with the Clippers in seven to uh, to win the Western Conference Finals, and uh, it's all going to be on Paul George's back, and let's shake that uh, playoff P moniker. What uh, who do you think is going to win? Uh, well. <laughs> I think the Suns, but you know, I uh, Paul George, it it would be on his back if they do anything at all. Because even if Kawhi comes back, I don't I don't think Kawhi's got it. I don't like in terms of coming back from an injury and really like stepping up. I think Joel Embiid showed it this year that he can do it. Um, that was unbelievable what he did, and and they didn't even win. Um, he, I think, I don't think Kawhi comes back and does that. I think it would it would be up to Paul George if, um, even if Kawhi comes back. So, looking forward to seeing what happens uh, for the rest of the playoffs. I mean, um, we I know we have right now the Suns and um, the Clippers going on close game. So we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll stay tuned. Yeah, um, you know, and just uh, final thoughts. You know, let's uh, let's see what goes on. Hopefully, I'll be able to watch the uh, rest of the conference finals and uh, the NBA finals. But uh, you know, everyone have a uh, great week and enjoy the uh, the rest of summer. Brendan, you want to send everyone off? Well, stay tuned. Um, but thanks for uh, keying in to a three in the key podcast. Have a good one. Have a good one.